Welcome to Marriage Talk. In today's episode, Pastor Priji converses with Lucy, a dear friend. She enlightens us about the differences in marriage through her journey and how she has embraced and overcome it. Tune in to gain a perspective on how to cope with differences in marriage. Good morning and welcome to Marriage Talk podcast. Today, we are excited to have our dear friends uh, Lucy and Errold on this conversation. In fact, it's Lucy who's going to be doing all the talking and uh, she's going to share her story and we are so excited to have her here with us. She's part of our church. She's originally from Mumbai and uh, together as a family they have two children and uh, she they've been such a big blessing to our church and to everybody in our church family. We are so excited to have you join us here for this conversation Lucy. Uh, would you like to just take a moment to say hello to our listeners? Sure. Um hi everybody. This is Lucy, um also known as Florentina. Yeah. Um thank you firstly Pastor Preeti and Pastor Rashmi for giving uh, me the opportunity to come and speak for the podcast. I just want to take the time to thank my spiritual parents Pastor Vijay and Pastor Gina because of whom we know that we are at this place today at this juncture because of them mm-hmm. we've come a long way yeah and uh, we i erel and me hope and pray that this podcast blesses people who are looking for marriage people who are in marriage or just um, anybody who is looking for answers uh, yeah. or puzzled you know in marriage and we hope and pray that this does justice to that Amen amen uh, I'd like to know your story Lucy uh, how did you meet Errold mm-hmm. and how did you know that he's the guy that you have to spend the rest of your life with uh, how was the process uh, we'd love to know your story and how long have you been married mm-hmm. Okay I'll try and answer all those questions uh, we've been married it'll, it'll be this December we'll be married 14 years so 13 and a half at the moment um we met when we were I was in college and he had just started working we met because of basketball oh nice uh, we were both very adventurous um sport loving people and uh, it started off with a friend who wanted a really good friend not just any friend who had a big crush on him and wanted me to do the talking to get them to start talking and uh, uh well table turned yeah. <laughs> tables turned and and um, yeah we started dating in no time we and um, how i knew that he was the one uh initially when we started dating it was just dating mm-hmm. i did not know he was the one but as time passed by i felt like there was no one who could love me like him mm-hmm. uh, there were junk there were junctions in in the process of courting where i did feel um you know i did get the attention from the other boys around me and sometimes it did feel like there was someone else who could do a better job mm. than errol but as time passed by i realized that there was no one mm. who loved me like the way he loved me mm-hmm. and um even though he's not a very expressive person like me being a very expressive in my you know in my body language and my pda is way more than his um even though his wasn't that much but the way he showed that he loved me was enough and that's when i realized that he's the guy for me 
Yeah, that's amazing. In fact, when we talk about marriage, uh, the motivation for getting married, uh, if it is wrong, if it is very superficial, then it is uh, something that will not stand the test of time. Every marriage which is founded on love and love that is not conditional, yeah. it actually stands the test of time because mm. the Bible says love lasts forever. Amen. I'd like to know from your perspective, what was your expectations when you got into marriage? What mm. did you dream of? How was those expectations too much or too less? Or how long did it take for those expectations to pan out? Mm. Uh, what was your ideal marriage like for yourself? Mm. And how did you see that? pan out in your marriage what were my expectations oh my god it would break the roof in here i would say because expectations are um like the expectations that women have i feel like most of the young girls have in marriage um and me being one of them was very uh, concorded mm. and i believe that happened because that had to had a lot to do with the media that we get influenced by the yeah. movies that are shown by the songs that we listen to mm. we feel like everything is so rosy when you meet the perfect person and mm. life's going to be set and you're not going to have any fights because you know this is your your soulmate and mm. that's what movies uh, and uh, you know songs have been portraying for the longest and it's not just i'm not just talking about hollywood movies i'm mm. talking also about bollywood movies you know mm. movies that where you feel like the guy needs to fight for you and you know mm. you need you know all these unexpected um and unrealistic uh, thoughts that were there which made me feel like marriage would be very perfect mm. now why i'm saying that because i got married very young mm. i was 23 when i got married and elder was 29 mm. so when we got into marriage Honestly speaking there was no one there to guide us mm. on what marriage will really be like. Yeah. Even though we were a part of a church and you know we had pastors above us but we never had anybody to like when we were getting into marriage to tell us what marriage would really look like. Mhm. In its wholeness mm. we just had this rosy picture in our minds mm. and this is something we wanted to do because mm. we were so madly in love with one another you know in these years that we've been coating that it felt like the right thing to do okay and because of that we we felt like there were times where we did not um think before we jumped mm -hmm. having said that i will not take away the process what we went through right, for right. any reason because even though we went through whatever we went through we are where we are today because of a lot of that yeah but i would love to encourage people youngsters especially you know like it's fine to confide in people it's fine when i say people i mean spiritual parents mm. youngsters find it very difficult to you know confide in someone who's you know a spiritual leader about them because they feel like they'll be judged but i if i i would have been given the chance back then if erel mm. and me would have been given the chance to have spiritual parents back then life would have been so much more different, different and yeah. less painful mm. so yeah with like the pain in in you know in the expectations that we have and like them slowly like the bubbles bursting one by one mm. was not easy mm. like it was painful to see those bubbles burst mm. like you know especially when you have a mindset about certain things in marriage and you don't see them pan out and mm. you wonder 
what did i do wrong right what did like is that like you t- tend to blame yourself even though right. honestly it's not your fault or your spouse's fault it's just that this image that has been created in your mind needs to change needs mm. to develop needs yeah. to grow mm. and um, i'm very grateful to god for for all of that and for the change that has happened in the in the last couple of seasons yeah and i will say this that we are still growing absolutely we're still yeah. learning yeah um we've not got it 100% right mm-hmm. but we are striving to make sure that we don't falter anymore yeah. we've made mistakes we've mm. made huge mistakes but god has been so faithful in all of that mm. and he's lifted us up even in spite of the mistakes that we've yeah. made even in spite of our wrong doings he's mm. he's been there he's yeah. built us so so grateful for that praise god praise god in fact it was uh, definitely because of our leaders and the role models that we've had in marriage so far that we've not given up that we've not come to a place where we take things in our own hands mm-hmm. and do things our way mm-hmm. and uh, thank god for placing those people in our lives yeah, and true. and only when we don't have something is when we realize the value of it and yeah. you're talking about how you didn't have uh, people that you could talk to and open up and share about these things you know back in the day and uh, if you did have it back then it would have become so much more easier the yes. process would have been so much more easier and uh, my hope and my prayer is that a lot of people um that are listening if you don't have somebody then seek out somebody and to uh, pray that god will bring a uh, godly role models in your yes. marriage because Amen. growing up our only exposure to marriage how marriage should function like is either media or our immediate parents or our neighbors or things that we are immediately exposed to we don't yeah. necessarily have people um who are led by the spirit mm. who who have made Jesus the center yeah. of their marriage yeah. who who work on their uh, marriage and their character on a yeah. daily basis and yeah. um I, i would like to know from your story lucy like you know you you mentioned how you had a rosy picture of marriage when did you feel that you are not living up to your own expectations to your own standards of how your marriage would look like of how your marriage is going to be uh when did you feel like uh you know this is not working out or this is not going the way that i expected it to go and what were some of the reasons uh, behind it we'd, we'd love to know what and how the lord uh, took you through that process sure um now that you asked me this question is it okay if i take some time answering that question take your time please okay i want to share something very personal very dear to me um i want to talk about the mistakes that i made in my marriage but having said that i know my god has been very loving mm. very kind very compassionate in this entire process um so because of these human expectations that we have i made a very big mistake in my life um however i know my god doesn't look at it as something so great mm. but in human eyes yeah it was a very big mistake i'll get to that on how i got there um i had a very good uh friend in my life and now when i'm saying friend there was nobody in my life that errol wasn't aware of mm. errol knew all my friends and and he knew the ones that i hung out with mm. when we started courting from the very beginning he used to work offshore mm. 
सो एर शेड्यूल ऑफ ऑलवेज बींग एट होम एंड बींग अवे एज वेल सो इन दिस टाइम ऑफ हिम बींग अवे यू नो आई वुड लाइक आई वुड नॉट नो हाउ टू जम्प फ्रॉम डिवाइडिंग माई टाइम फ्रॉम स्पेंडिंग विथ हिम एंड देन जम्पिंग इन टू अ प्लेस ऑफ यू नो स्पेंडिंग टाइम विथ फ्रेंड्स what would happen in the bargain was i i had so many friends and and being a you know growing up as a tomboy i had a lot of guy friends mm. around nobody really looked at me as a girl to mm. be very honest everyone looked at me as a as a as a dude as a boy mm. and it was fine with me and i started working at some point of time and you know while and i used to work for a call center back then and um, there was this a very good friend who knew we were to get married it was 6 months before we could get married and um, we were just having a conversation together and and why before i say what i want to say i just want to emphasize on this one thing about how important it is for us to guard the words that come out of our mouth mm. very often the mistakes that we make is because of what we speak mm. and the sooner we realize that in life I feel life will be so much more easier. Right. Okay, so having said that, I just want to say what I said. So this friend just asked me, "Lucy, you're going to get married in 6 months. Do you have butterflies?" And I'm like, "Oh man, don't ask. I uh, you know, I'm just like wondering like uh, you know, 6 months before marriage is Errol the one? Am I am, am I sure? And I'm I'm so confused and what if there was someone else, you know? And I just mentioned all these boys names of who i met in my life before who who asked me out and you know all these guys and and i took his name as well mm. and he was like what me why like he was so surprised like why would you why me mm. you know and he's like i don't even look at you like that and i'm like i'm just simply chuma saying you know mm. and then i realized that like later on in life i realized that why did i do that if mm. i if i would not have said that mm. the thought about me mm. in someone else's mind would have never come right and slowly as time passed by errol wasn't around he was offshore we got very close and and we got into a very very difficult relationship mm. and uh, we started developing feelings for one another we started spending more time for one another and in the course of time i realized that i'm doing something really wrong mm. so when errol came down from the rig the first thing i needed to tell him because we knew that we were going to get married in a couple of in a couple of months i went and told him you know that i'm got and very attached to this certain person and um i feel like um i'm messing up mm. and um uh, he took his time he took you know he was very shocked because i we were courting for 5 years and i've always been very faithful to him in those 5 mm. years and um, he was shocked to hear that you know and now that i think about it i wonder why did that happen that happened because i felt the need to be loved by someone else when he wasn't around mm. now his way of expressing love is very different from mm. the other people who express love around me so i felt like that's what i needed mm. but honestly that's just what i wanted it's not something that i needed mm. and because of that feeling that i went by that emotion mm. that was driving me to feel in a certain manner mm. you know all excited and something very new and mm. all of that it made me come to a place where i felt like i needed something more than just the love of my fiance and um, that was very heartbreaking for him for me 
and for the other guy over there like we i was i because of one wrong move there were three lives that were being destroyed in the bargain but i remember asking errol like do you still want to get married and he took his time and he you know he came back to me after a day or two and he told me yes i still want to get married to you so earlier when i mentioned that there was no one else who could love me like him this is the place where i realized that there was no one else who could love mm. me like him because mm. i knew i'd messed up mm. and and in spite of that when mm. i reached a place where the option was left up to him mm. he still chose to get married to me in spite of that mm. in a generation like today you don't see that very often right. you find people walking out mm. you know of relationships and having said that there's nothing wrong with walking out of a you know of a troubled relationship but he didn't give up on me is mm. what i'm trying to say mm. that's when i realized that nobody loves me like the way he does mm-hmm. but because i was so addicted mm. to the other kind of love that i was receiving i continued with that relationship as well mm. and i kept him in the dark for mm. a very long time so we did get married mm. but in spite of getting married i still had um a relationship with this other person mm. which was so not healthy and it brought me to a place where i was in guilt it took me away from god it took me away from friends that were you know wanting to bring me back to god it took me away from everything that was light mm. Mm. because i knew that there was darkness living in me now mm. it took me away from everything that was throwing light on me so mm. i stopped going to church mm. i stopped listening to teachings mm. i stopped um praying mm. i stopped hanging out with friends who would make me realize that what i was doing was wrong because mm. i was so happy um in the darkness and in the muck that i was like mm. a like you know pig in muck you're so happy being there you don't want you don't want to hear anything besides that mm. so i dragged this in my marriage for a, a a year a little over a year in my marriage and um there was this juncture that came where i asked that other boy you know that why are you still uh, pursuing me mm. am i giving you hope you mm. know i'm married why is this you know why are you still pursuing this relationship and he put a thought across and uh, he said um there's always divorce mm. when he said that it's something snapped inside of me and i was like oh my god that's something i'll never do mm. for something that is never has never been errol's fault mm. i would never leave him i mean mm. i was enjoying mm. you know me being a pig in muck mm. but i would never do something that would hurt him mm. intentionally knowing being in the right frame of mind and i'm grateful to god for you know having certain foundations met so deep in my life mm. you know i thank god for friends i thank god for my mom who never stopped you know people who didn't give up mm. on me you know and always thought that there was hope and it's because of those people i was able to you know like some like a bulb just went out in me and wow. i was like wow i can't do this anymore and that's when you know i really snapped out of that relationship we tried so many times in the middle to like cut off ties you know and not keep in touch but it would never happen because we were trying to do that with our own strength mm-hmm. but when realization hit me that hard mm. we just stopped keeping in touch mm. and 6 months later i remember it was my birthday mm. it was the 5th of june so in this 6 months that that we stopped keeping in touch 
I was still not able to go to church. Mm-hmm. I was living in guilt so deep. I'm like, how can God forgive me for something that I have done knowingly mm-hmm. um, that have that have hurt him so much? Mm-hmm. I so I could not hang around with Christian friends for very long because even if the even if they were not really talking to my situation directly, anything about you know being just the topic about sin mm. would just like put me in a place like oh my god mm. they're talking about me they're judging me mm. and i would just pull back mm. but i reached a place where i was i was okay with knowing that god forgives me mm. but i was still not there like i was not letting go mm. and i remember like i mentioned it was my birthday and it was a convention and pastor shaiju had come down mm. and um he was supposed to speak about something else mm. and that's so typical of pastor shaiju mm. where he was led by the spirit and he spoke about you know being in sin and how god is setting you free and i felt like in in a in a crowd of thousands i felt like he was personally talking, talking to me to yeah. and when he made the altar call that day even though i was a christian for like 7 years before that um in 2009 uh, june 5th when he made the altar call i was the first one to run to the stage and what happened was when he came down he didn't know anything about me he just since i was the first one there he laid his hand and he prayed for me and there was a rod ahead of me and i was holding on to that and he just prayed he prayed in tongues and all he said was let go mm. in that physical letting go of the rod that was in front of me and i f- like i fell slain in the spirit down in that physical letting go there was a you know a a spiritual letting go as well mm. i let go of the guilt that i was living with for so long wow. Wow. i just let go of that guilt and i was slain in the spirit for maybe 20 minutes mm. but i felt like i had an encounter with god for like 2 hours mm. i remember lying down there and um, i'll never forget this experience because this was like meeting my first love where i felt like i was you know in my recreate literally what the bible says mm. and um, his hand coming down and pulling me out of that miry clay literally and when mm. i'm coming out of that miry clay i can feel like there is no dirt in me mm. like i'm coming out clean and mm. he's pulling me up and he's pulling me up in such a wonderful experience i had such so that's the day i count as my spiritual birthday because wow. mm. i believe i was saved literally saved mm. on that day because i was so deep in sin um mm. uh, but god saved me wow. and um my life changed after that like mm. it took a 180 degree turn mm. and my life just changed after that and i remember eric coming down from the rig um, in that month and i went and um, i wanted to tell him everything that i had been hiding from him mm. now what has happened in in this a little over a year in our relationship was all the love that i needed to give eric in that span of time of the beginning of my marriage I was doing it towards this other boy. Mm-hmm. So the love and the attention that needed to go towards my husband was being diverted. Yeah. And I felt like I did something so wrong. Mm-hmm. Like we just got married and I needed to give all of that to him. Mm-hmm. All of my attention, all of my conversations, all of my love needed to be showered on him. But I did that, you know, in another direction and I felt like I need to tell him even though my god had saved me mm-hmm. my god had redeemed me from that sin mm-hmm. I still needed to be accountable to my husband and mm-hmm. I remember when he came back I told him I remember sitting sitting him down and I told him like I really need to tell you something 
And he was like, what? What is it? You look so serious. What is it? I told him, you remember that guy who I spoke to you about earlier in before marriage? I was still in a relationship with him. I just hid everything from you for the longest time. And I'm really sorry. And I just broke down. And, and I wanted to tell him more. And he just, I remember just him holding my hand and him telling me, babe, it's okay. Mm. I still love you. Mm. And um, no matter what has happened, I'm willing to let him go. Mm. When he said that, there was, I was filled with so much of love for this man all over again. Because the love that I felt like I needed, um, which I was searching for in somebody else, then I realized in that very moment, suddenly, mm. that this is what I needed from the very beginning from right. this person. Mm. But I just didn't have the understanding and the maturity to get there mm. um, at a faster pace. I had to go through this process of damaging myself and hurting myself to mm. get there. Mm. And I am so grateful for my husband in my life. And um, this happened in 2009 and it's 2021. I won't say that life has been easy even after that. I we've understand. had yeah. We've had uh, difficult roadblocks, yeah. different kind of roadblocks. But that, that place was such a turning point for mm. me, mm. Um, knowing that this is the man that is meant for me for the rest of my life. And... I had to build on all these, uh, build again on all these things that I needed to build to make a secure and a safe marriage, mm. which I had damaged in, you know, in due time. Mm. So I had to start from ground up mm. and it was very humbling. And I'm so grateful to God for that experience. I hope, you know, me being so vulnerable about my yeah, situation yeah. blesses somebody out there who mm. is confused or lost and yeah life has been amazing after that it's been uh, a roller coaster but it's still been amazing beautiful you know one of the biggest things that the enemy uses to keep people away and uh, keep people from flourishing in their marriage is this thing that you mentioned about guilt mm -hmm. how guilt can continue to eat us up on mm -hmm. the inside mm -hmm. and eat us up in our relationship with each other eat us up uh, in our uh, conversations with church friends and keeping us away from mm. God and, and the moment when you had that breakthrough mm. in your understanding of God's forgiveness in your mm. life when you had that encounter mm. with God and that letting go happened letting mm. go of that guilt happened was that moment of freedom mm. for you and our hope is that those that are listening if there are areas of guilt if there are areas that you're holding back from letting go that today you would have that encounter with God's love that will uh, help you transform your relationship. Now, I, I want to ask you this. You did mention a lot of things that you did that you recognize now were mistakes. One of them being um, the conversation that you had. Another thing that you mentioned is uh, about how you, you thought that you needed this kind of love, but that was yeah. what you wanted, hmm. not what you actually needed. Hmm. And you had to come back to the understanding that hmm. You know, everything that you need, mm. God has given in your life partner. Um, so uh, what else do you uh, or can you remember or, you know, you could give as advice to young people, especially mm. as things that they can lay as boundaries mm. in their marriage, mm. not just before marriage, but even after marriage. Mm. We think we are safe after marriage, mm. but even after marriage, what kind of boundaries can you lay around yourself mm. uh, to protect your heart? 
to protect your words to protect your mind mm. uh, from entering into things that are going to be damaging for you that could derail you for mm. a, a course of an entire year what kind of boundaries would you recommend for young people especially those that are getting married and those mm. that are married for a few years what kind of boundaries should they put in their lives earlier sure. so i i'll get to the boundaries in a bit but i want to say this one thing uh the generation now is mm. driven a lot by feelings and mm. emotions mm. where we think that it's okay uh to do certain things in life because this is what i'm feeling right now mm. this is what i'm emoting right now mm. where if we are called to be christians we're not supposed to be driven by our feelings or yeah. our emotions but we are supposed to be driven by the spirit yeah having said that it can be very confusing in the world that we live but that's why we require spiritual parents that's mm. why we require leaders who've walked the path that we are about to walk who are able to guide us and put us back in place or bring perspective mm-hmm. so i want to just tell the the youth and the youngsters out there that let us not be a generation that is driven by feelings, feelings because yeah. like the world says this so often you do what you feel is right mm. which is so not right at all you don't do what you feel mm. you have to do what you understand mm. and what your maturity asks you you know to do plus you need to do what the spirit is asking you to do right having said that i would now want to come to the part where you're talking about boundaries um not easy when you're young to mm. put boundaries on yourself not easy because you are in a world where boundaries doesn't have a meaning to mm. be very honest uh everyone in the world like especially the world they they make this statement saying that do what you feel is right and mm. do what your heart is asking you to do so when your heart is asking you when you're going by that feeling and you're going by that you'll never do the right thing yeah you'll always end up making wrong decisions because you're going by what your heart is asking you to do mm. now your heart can be very 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 deceiving mm. because uh it's not what your what the spirit is is asking you to do but it's what your heart is asking you to do um that doesn't mean that every time your heart is asking you to do something it's saying something wrong mm. but when you're being led by your heart yeah you are making irrational decisions you are making illogical decisions um another thing that i have learned over time is there's something that i do every day that helps me there are days that i skip as well i miss out and the days that i miss out i know because i know that i've goofed up in that day but something that i have learned early in life was to renew my mind mm. because your mind you know it's such a battle between your heart and your mind and your feelings when you're young and um, you just end up making irrational decisions your emotions start uh, playing out on you and you wonder why did you do certain things in life and if i only began renewing my mind earlier mm. i would have been at a much safer place so that is one thing i'll recommend everyone to do right. keep renewing your mind mm. because like i believe this is something that you shared and also pastor shaiju shared about god has given us a new day to start afresh mm. so even if there are mistakes that we've made we have a new day to start afresh mm. and that's a gift from god mm. and when he's giving us a new day we can renew our minds every day at any part of the day doesn't mm. matter mm. what part of the day you are just renew your mind to think the way god wants you to think mm. 
boundaries again a few boundaries when you are younger i feel like you need to guard your tongue mm. you really need to guard your tongue because nowadays youngsters think that it's okay to say mm. whatever it is that they want to say and i'm not just saying young nowadays youngsters i did that myself mm. um we spoke our minds out and our hearts out and even though there's nothing wrong with speaking your mind and your heart you need to be very aware of what you're talking yeah yeah even in marriage i feel like now it's been 14 years that we are married we need to be so intentional with what we're telling one another as well when yeah. i'm saying intentional i'm not talking about uh limiting our conversations and hiding stuff from one another but intentional about not hurting one another not putting the other person down yeah. not uh you know bringing up somebody else in a conversation to make the other person felt let down even though that's not right. the intention of the person who's talking but we need to be mindful yeah. we need to understand one another like I, it took me a while mm. to understand eril because mm. he's an introvert i'm an extrovert more importantly we are brought up every couple is no one's going to be alike because they're not siblings mm. they're brought up by different parents their upbringing is different so taking time in understanding why you know a certain person or your spouse reacts in a certain way or why you react in a certain way what are trigger points what you know just basic understanding of who we are as individuals mm. and who we are when we are joined together yeah um and boundaries again i would come back to in relationships is you know like i spoke about being intentional in in marriage even before marriage uh, i would say like keep boundaries in timings about how long you meet one another um you know how much of conversation you are allowed to have mm. um you know with one another because even you can sin even with your um with your fiance and with right. the person you know you're courting with your, your sin doesn't just necessarily need to be with somebody else from right. the outside so if it's before marriage then i would say you know certain things are just like a no no where mm. uh you know being spending too much of time with one another you need to keep a time a uh, limit with how much time and what is your cut off time in the night mm-hmm. then you need to spend with somebody because honestly nothing good has come out from spending time with each other beyond 10 o'clock mm-hmm. i'll be very honest um we've just messed up so much there mm-hmm. you know so i just want to put that out over there that keep a cut off time keep a limited time of how much you are chatting with one another how much are you letting out of your heart with one another mm. and uh, time and again keep coming back to your spiritual parents to keep them accountable about everything that you all have been sharing if you all have messed up come back to them tell mm. them that you messed up uh, be accountable accountability is something that is so not present in a time like this where we really need to be accountable with one another right. within marriage i would say be accountable with one another even with your spiritual walk be accountable with one another about uh people who you've met newly mm. talk to you know let everything that is happening in your life be known to the other mm. like there should not be any hidden agendas if there has been past that you or um, your spouse has gone through i feel like before you get into marriage it's good to talk about those yeah. things because it should not be like 
like a bomb just you know released upon you where you realize oh this is what you've been through and you're you know you don't know how to deal with it in marriage but i feel like if there are any past things that you've done mm. you know keep you know share that before marriage yeah. and even if you've messed up within marriage be comfortable to talk to each other even about the things that you mess up within marriage right. as well and be open to one another's ideas mm. be open to one another's thought processes be open to one another's body language affection like all these things we need to get used to over time yeah. but i wouldn't say, i wouldn't give time the the benefit i would give god the credit in this i believe that when you have a life that's driven that's driving you spiritually to work forward that's when it becomes so much more easier mm. because i'll be very honest with you we've tried doing this without having god in the picture mm. and we've messed up again and again and again but as soon as we bought the god factor we mm. bought our spiritual parents in the picture mm. it was it it didn't mean that the problems and the messes went away mm. it just became easier to deal right, with right right and you know when when you're doing that um life is not as complicated as it looks to be yeah yeah, yeah. so praise god praise god one last question before sure, we pastor. pray um how has your need for your relationship with god your dependence on god on a daily basis um really impacted you know your growth over this last 14 years you mentioned how you uh, could have done it so much more easier when you depended on god so i'd like to know that uh, how did your dependence on god actually help your marriage and how your dependence on divine instructions for each season of your marriage give you alignment give you the help to make sure that your marriage continues to grow and go into the next level um okay now ever since 2009 life has been very different after this whole experience of me being saved god started speaking to me in a manner that i it was just unprecedented i felt like the holy spirit was walking with me and because of that my decision making became very easy mm. because i had the spirit to lead me in deciding uh, in on a lot of things mm. the way i loved changed not just because there was a you know a shift in uh, like a paradigm shift in my my thinking about the way i need to love my husband but because god loved me and my understanding of his love had you know grown exponentially mm. i was able to love back yeah Yeah. And I understood what my first love's love for me was. I was able to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Now, as we journeyed through marriage after that, after 2009, um we like I was being very intentional about my love with him. Now, that didn't happen all throughout, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I was loving all the time. There have been times where I have fallen so miserably where we not felt like loving him and I wondered why did i even marry this person and all of that but still god was sovereign and he kept reminding us of his love yeah. and he kept reminding us of um, of the love that we need to show one another right um being gentle being polite and all these you know the gifts of the spirit mm. um started manifesting mm. in our marriage and god was so instrumental in all of that because even though our prayers were n- were not really about um you know make this marriage great or you know but just helping us in marriage just you know 
God, this, this, this has happened. Just mm. being vulnerable with God and saying, I don't know how to do this. I'm struggling yeah. with this. Yeah. Just help me. Just saying that, just being open to him. He would just bring in, bring in ways which we probably never even thought of we could work out in marriage. But God would just, you know, bring in ideas and thoughts that would help us work in marriage. Mm. And um, there came a time in life where, uh, uh, you know, there was decisions that were not easy to be made by one another. Um, for example, like, you know, just us moving to Bangalore and it was not something that I was so okay with, but God changed that overnight mm. where, you know, I was like, I'm not going to fight this decision of wanting, being a Bombay. I, I was so happy uh, with being there and just fighting that decision of coming here. And I just prayed one night and I told God, I'm struggling with this. Please mm. help me out. Mm. I'm surrendering in this into your hands. And it was the desire of my husband to move to the city, mm. but I was just not ready. And um, I told, told the Lord that if this is what you want, just, mm. you know, let your will be done. The morning I woke up with a text from Errol saying that he got a promotion. Wow. As if to say that I was the one blocking his promotion because of no readiness in my heart. Mm. And it was not about just being submissive to my husband. It was, but for me, what hit me was submitting to the desires of my husband's heart. And when that happened, you know, and when I submitted to the desires that my husband had in his heart, God brought me to a place where I was... I was not struggling anymore. Mm. It it was it was okay for you know to let the Lord intervene and do what He needed to do. And ever since we stepped into the city of Bangalore, life has been so different for us. Mm. And that has only happened because we've stepped into alignment. Wow. And um, our spiritual parents backed us up, you know, for so many things like, uh, you know, even about marriage. Like, I wish we had got a lot of instructions earlier. Mm. But we met we like our spiritual parents were our friends even when we got married. Uh, sorry, not when we got married, but when we got saved, they were they were our friends for so many years. But we never knew they were our spirit. But they kept sowing into our lives time and again. Like just, you know, small things they would just yeah. sow into our lives. And there came a time in 2018 where we realized that, you know, that they've been speaking so much into our lives. Right. Um, they need to now move from a place of friends to mm. a place of spiritual parents because yeah. they were giving us so much of instruction, so much of wisdom. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't even ex begin to explain the wisdom that came out of the conversations we had with them. We've spoken to so many people yeah. about our marriage, but mm. no one was able to speak to us like the way they were speaking into our lives. And there was so much of wisdom mm. in, you know, the, the guidance that they gave us. Mm. And in those instructions, we found breakthroughs. Yeah. Being, making it as simple as that, mm. just in following the instructions or just in following what they would ask us to do you know okay this is how you are finding it difficult why don't you all try this yeah. and just trying something that came as an instruction from our spiritual was parents was just it. such a you know breakthrough and it's been such a beautiful journey you know uh, from 2018 till now like we've been married from 2007 so it was 11 years after we got married we met our spiritual parents but from then on we've actually grown leaps and bounds in our marriage i'm talking mm. about just the marriage portion of it you know where our intimacy with one another our physical attraction with one all that what we were thinking was fading away with time mm. in our late 30s and 40s god's just reviving wow. reviving all of that and uh, it's beautiful to be at the place that we are and we could not have been at a better place and we feel like ever since we stepped into brc 
we've grown so much mm. uh we've received so much from you and pastor rashmi and there has been such um divine guidance you know even i don't know if you y'all are aware of this but the little things that y'all speak the little snippets y'all give us about marriage and about life in general and how do we live mm. it has helped us so much in our journey and we're so grateful for all of that like for wow. our spiritual parents for our for you being our mentor our um the man of god above us and for pastor shaiju for everything that they speak about marriage and in marriage and about yeah. marriage so grateful for all of that wow god god is so good yeah, in the so good. in the sense that he has not just given us instructions for our spiritual growth but even for our marriage even for our relationship with our spouse he's given us so much of wealth of wisdom in his word so and true. and and has deposited that in the church and uh, could you just take this moment to just pray for our listeners i know that there was a level of grace that you tapped into through this 14 years of your marriage uh, through all the ups and downs that you had to maneuver through uh, and i believe that as you pray that over our people um, they will also tap into the same grace and they will also experience the same blessing that you have received from the lord sure So thank you heavenly father thank you for this time thank you for this day father god i want to thank and praise you for every person who is listening to this whether it is on the day when the podcast is released or later on in life i thank you god for every year that is tuning into today's podcast yeah i pray father god that let everyone who is struggling whether it is a a youth whether it is a person in marriage mm. anyone who's struggling with relationships everyone who anyone who's struggling with guilt mm. anyone who is struggling with forgiveness mm. for the other anyone who's struggling with a uh, wisdom or understanding mm. i pray father god that we release that right now over yes. the years that are hearing us mm. we pray lord that there be a breakthrough that they're looking for in their life mm. i pray father god that you bring meaning to relationships you bring meaning to marriages in the name of jesus yeah. i pray lord let the foundation be so strong that the foundation that they have be built upon you father god that every other relationship that is built on it becomes an easy yoke for them to carry i thank you lord that you take away our burdens and you give us your yoke which is lighter and easier mm. and i pray that upon every person i pray that maybe never struggle mm. anymore in life to to develop or build a relationship i pray lord that with you everything becomes easy father yes. god i pray lord that with you in the picture whether it is a relationship or whether it is marriage yes. i pray lord that with you in the picture you make it whole complete Amen. you may you give them sense into what it what is it that they are doing i pray for wisdom and understanding and maturity i thank you lord for uh, people who are struggling with these parts i pray lord that there be a shift in the way they understand there be a shift in the wisdom that they receive mm. i thank you lord that you pour out uh, we're praying for you to just lay your hands upon yes. their hearts and change their hearts of stone and give them a heart of flesh yes. and you give them a heart that is a heart that is running after you mm. when we run after you father god you make everything just so much more easier and everything else just fades away so i pray for focus right now i pray that we focus on you where we focus on the things that you've given us and may we handle that well 
I pray for um, for good and a well-being of people's mental health, spiritual health, Father God. And I thank you that you're bringing forth uh, redemption. You're bringing forth breakthroughs and all of this. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Lucy. Thank you, Errol, for uh, sharing your story with us. And uh, we are so blessed with the same. And we're praying that the Lord will continue to bless your marriage Amen. in the mm-hmm. season ahead. Thank you, Pastor, for having us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. So blessed. Amen. Thank you. Uh, friends, if you're blessed by this conversation, make sure to share this with someone else who can be blessed as well and uh, enjoy serving Jesus in your marriage. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope it was a blessing to you. Do visit pastorpriji.com slash podcast for more resources on marriage and other topics.